ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sorry for my laughter. I was caught off. Uh, we are streaming live on Twitch, and I'll explain all that in a minute. And I saw something for the first time, but this is episode 385 of Weekly Games Chat. My name is Sean, and uh, once again, just this, this week, sorry for that stumble there. It's going to be uh, Chris and myself. So, uh, yeah, uh, you better watch out. You better not cry, because this is, is it, Chris, is this the official last, technically the last podcast before uh, cr- the Christians of the world celebrate Christmas Day? And and I got to check the dates, because Hanukkah's rocking, too. I just watched the Hanukkah movie. The, and they were lighting the lights. It was, it, it, think about it. A lot of people only know Hanukkah if you're not, you know, if you don't celebrate it, possibly if you have a friend or Adam Sandler song. You know what I mean? So it's kind of cool to see some things and get educated sometimes. But how are you doing, man? It's good to see you. Uh, we hung out a little bit today and then I went off in the land of Christmas shopping. So yeah. that's fun. I'm working still. I'm not a lazy SOB. I still work <laughs> up until Christmas. You know, I don't just abandon my job. Yeah, but uh, you're, no. you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it is a little weird that we're actually recording this week because normally I would say if it was closer, we would be off. But it's like that thing yeah. where Christmas is until Sunday, right? And then you know New Year's is the next one. So I was like, man, I don't want to like take that much time off for people like where it's basically three weeks without us, you know. Without yeah, episode one of our long times already. He, it's funny he may not think we saw it, but he called us out for cashing it in anyway. He kind of predicted our last or our next three or four episodes, and I'm gonna possibly say to the T. Let's just be <laughs> honest. Uh, <laughs> but you know we love you. Hey, hey, and I'm I'm seeing some love in the chat. First of all, let me remind you that we do stream live on Twitch.tv. You can find us by just searching Weekly Games Chat. Twitch is a you can get it anywhere, people. If, if you listen to this and you hear us say that a bunch, you're like, I don't know when Twitch is. Well, you, you can get it on like your phone, your computers, laptops, tablets. It's just it's easy to install. And then you can find us. And then you can hang out with people like Cato the Grenado or Drama, SoFly, Huck, and anybody else who's hanging out with us right now. Or we appreciate you for sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's cool. See, and, and right, right now, panda claws on twitch says i was wondering if we were getting an episode this week mm-hmm. and then there's an emoji see john an emoji is and it says hype so that's cool we love making everybody happy we love doing this and and i know we say this a lot and i'm feeling obviously super super you know you know i'm in the spirit uh so we appreciate you guys when you um uh, you know you let us know how much you love that we do this for you because that's kind of why we keep going and panda the tuscan raider <laughs> and see, we're giving you guys hints for those of you who don't either watch this live on Twitch or if you don't come back and watch the uh, replay. John is John. John, I don't think they got braces for John because I don't <laughs> think they would fit on those teeth. <laughs> those tusks. Those tusks. <laughs> That's awesome. But so what we do, this is obviously the intro of the show. Uh, Chris and I this week will bring something uh, to the table to to talk about what the week that yeah. was. Um, we totally didn't talk about that before the show, did we? We totally we're didn't. Just, we're uh, just we're like, let's wing go. That. Um, I'll go first because okay. I think you know what mine is. And if you want to piggyback and it be what it is, that's fine. Sure. But uh, as you know, the a lot of you know, if you listen to the show, I was very excited for the World Cup this year, 2022 in Qatar. That has since ended. Uh, and uh, if you also listen to the show, 
you know that uh, my main team, obviously, is the USA. Duh. Uh, 1B would be Germany because of, you know, family. Uh, but both of those teams got ousted. Uh, so I had to latch on to something. And I chose to latch on to the story that was Lionel Messi and the Argentinian national team. And lo and behold, Chris, they went on and won the whole thing. And it was super awesome. Yeah. To get a text from you during that game. Because you got the, I think you got a hint of the World Cup fever. I could be wrong. I'll let you chime in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, nothing else was on TV. I don't know what it was, but I had a lot of folks talking about, a lot of people texting me. So good stuff. I, I have to say, you know, not just that. I mean, obviously, it's one of those things where it would be like if I was an Alabama fan, my first game was uh, second and 26, you know? <laughs> right <laughs> national championship they did it <laughs> um, like are they all like this no no they no. are not <laughs> but you tell everybody uh, yes every yeah, yes yeah but um <laughs> you know so i got that but really what it it was weird because it just started off this day because you know i have nfl red zone right yeah you do. so yeah. typically like my team wasn't playing till that night so that's all i did was i was playing topics and and i was uh I had NFL red zone up and I, I swear that might've been one of the best sporting days, like just interesting sporting days where like I had no investment 90% of the time in any of the teams or anything going on. I was just watching to watch. I mean, it was awesome. Like first I I, I watch, I'm like, Oh man, two nothing. This is going to be easy. And all of a sudden here comes the Bafe. Boom. We're tied. And then Messi yeah. takes him up. Boom. And then it's like, okay, it's over. Nope. Here we go. One more time with the penalty kick. And then there's like three shots in the span of like 60 seconds that could have won the game for either team. And now we're in extra time <laughs> and all this and, crazy stuff. And like you stuff. said, you got red, you got NFL red zone or Sunday ticket, whatever you said. Mm. And there were three games. Yes. That I go into that. To, like, yes. No, insane. Like, in the first half of games, there was four games within the last minute. Like teams were battling to win. And everyone was in like a shot and looked like it was over. And all of a sudden, nope, here comes again. And then it gets capped with probably the most beautiful thing of all, which watching the Patriots dynasty officially end. That was the- devastating only because Mac Jones. You know, I felt bad for Mac. He got stiffed on. It was. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, that made a lot of news. That was good. But yeah, no, like I, I told Sean afterwards, I was like, man, I felt bad for Mbappe because I was like, I'd read a little bit about him. And I get like he's he's young, man. He's the potential like could be the goat someday type guy. He could be the next like Pele ish, if you will. And I gotta say that one shot he had, he had the shot, he had the goal of the of the game by far. That like cross oh, the, kick, had, yeah, I, that I was, was dope. Like, wow, <laughs> I can do that. Like if I play FIFA, I cannot do that in real life for sure. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate it, and thank you to everybody who kind of listens. If we, if I got you into you know, World Cup hype, that's what's up. If I didn't, thank you for at least going. You know, he likes it. We'll let him talk about it for a minute mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But uh after the just, game, just to, you told me not to feel bad for Mbappe because, you know, he'll be back like in probably and he won four years ago. And I was like, yeah, but we're going to win in four years, buddy. Yeah. Which, so just keep in mind, uh U.S., <laughs> Canada, and Mexico, if you listen to us, we are hosting the World Cup in four years. And we're not going to uh, win because I watched that game. We are not as good as those teams. <laughs> but Chris and I have already said we have to go see a game. And uh, one of the stadiums will be Mercedes-Benz in Atlanta. For sure. That'd we're going to have to go. 
Uh, but fun. you know, it's it, it's a great time in sports. Basketball's going, football's going, bowl games and collegiate football are going. The World Cup was going; it never goes. Uh, and then also, I don't know if you're gonna if this was your thing, but you saw Avatar officially too. I did want to bring that up, right? That is one of the things. Yeah, so I I will fly with you. <laughs> you know, I went back um, all three hours and 20 minutes of it or whatever it is. It's, it's some ridiculous run time. Um, and I have to say, you know, like I enjoyed the first avatar, right? It's not my yeah. favorite James Cameron film. You know, that will probably always be Terminator two. That's a very high bar to be Terminator two, in my opinion. Um, but you know, like for every person like John, John always would give it, you know, a ton of grief because yes, like these things have very simplistic stories. That's not the point of it. <laughs> you know, I get it. Like avatar first movie, it's basically dances with wolves or, uh, I always think of like the last samurai. That's another one. That's very similar to it. That's not why I'm watching that movie, you know, is, is the message or whatever. But, um, this one, you know, I think, on the whole was a lot better than the first movie. I still don't think the story is going to blow anyone away, but for something that's three hours, it keeps moving. And more importantly, visually it is just like, I, I mean like Sean, no matter what, like there could be not so much action sequences. There's just sequences. There's something always going on screen and it yeah. looks amazing the whole entire time. Like, I don't you know. You brought up to me personally. You said when you told me the runtime, I went, Ooh, is it really? Mm -hmm. And you said, but listen, it's, it's like in game runtime. Yeah. There's like always something going on. Always. Yeah. You know? And they could have cut some stuff down. I, I, you know, definitely James Cameron's going to indulge on things, but it's one of those things where, you know, that guy spends however many years it takes to get it right. That's, that's the way he is. And, you know, apparently we might get a third and fourth one that have been partially shot already. Yeah. We'll is, see. I, saw that and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. And they, they're set up to do it. So, you know, um, but man, like I, if you enjoyed the first one, I would definitely tell people go see it. I saw an IMAX 3D. Uh, I am not a huge fan of 3D at all. I think all of us are pretty tired of it. Like we screwed up a couple months ago and I can't remember what movie it was. Might have been Doctor Strange. We accidentally saw him 3D, and we didn't mean to, uh, Josh and I. And on the other hand, like this, it just adds so much depth to it. Like, just certain shots where you, I mean, it literally feels like, it's not like you're looking into an aquarium at times. It's like you are in the aquarium is kind of how it feels. But the man just understands action sequences. He understands how to convey size and scope and, and beauty and all those kinds of things. And it, yeah, I had a blast. It, it, it surprised me. You know, I thought like of all the blockbuster films this year, I thought Top Gun would probably be my favorite overall I saw. And I think this now takes the cake. You know, it just, it was a fun trip all around. Well, you also to, to kind of cement what you just said to bring some, some perspective into it. You knew I haven't watched it yet. Mm -hmm. Right. And you know, I, I plan to, and you said, I'll go back. You'll go back to watch another three and a half hour movie. Yeah, I will. That doesn't happen. I, I mean, I did that with Titanic. Sure. Um, 
I did that with Endgame, and I, I probably did that if I watched an extended cut of like a Lord of the Rings. But what I I'm getting at is it doesn't happen the all the time. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw I saw Avatar twice in theaters. Um, the original. probably did too. Was it three hours? It's a little under three hours. Yeah, but it's with like, previews and everything. Yeah, because I went back and I actually movies. I rewatched it before, and and again, even visually, like you can see a little bit of the age on it, but overwhelmingly, that movie holds up visually. Which is, I think that's like, again, that's Cameron. Like, because he's going to make sure something, it's not just like how great the effects are. It's, hey, if someone is watching this through a lens five years from now, how do I think it's going to look? You know, he seems to think about that kind of stuff. Like, even if you rewatch Terminator, sure, you could tell that the effects aren't nearly as good as they are today. But it still looks cool. And it just still looks like so interesting for yeah. something that came out in 1992. That's crazy. Yeah. 92 for Terminator. Wow. Right. That's crazy. Just to circle back. Uh, it looks like Hanukkah Chris began on the 18th of December this year. And that's kind of a, yeah. that's kind of late normally, uh, but it just depends on the way the calendar uh, cycles, the lunar cycle happens. And that's why Hanukkah is currently happening now from the 18th through the 26th as well. So, you know, everybody out there celebrating things like Hanukkah, Christmas, uh, Kwanzaa and everything. Mm-hmm. We, we do wish you the best and happiest holidays. And thank you so much, uh, obviously, for choosing us to be one of, if not your main podcast when it comes to video game stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and I also got an update. I dropped my phone finally and cracked it. Yeah. Good job. That's fun. I've had an XR since what? When they came out, what, 2019 or 2020? That's and the I one was, I had. I was planning on maybe upgrading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it did the break. It, it's, I can't believe it. Just upgrade. It's fine. Just I, upgrade. I, it's time. It's time to happen. So she is Speaking of upgrade, uh, we're going to hopefully upgrade the content of the podcast by moving on to the topic. Uh, and, you know, you, you've been good boys and girls. So I'll leave it there. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the official start of Topic Time. Whether or not you scrolled over when you saw the time marker on your smart device, or if you listened to the entire intro to get to here, welcome. We're all home. It's cold outside, so let's get cozy, let's settle in, and let's all be quiet so we can allow Chris (coughs) to do the thing he does. And let's properly introduce this week's topic. The topic is... Who wants to go run in a stream? What the f***? No! I want to be alive! I am alive! Alive, I tell you! Mother, I love you! I want to hold you! I want to run in a stream! I want to be alive! I Hi! Oh! Yeah! Oh, that's probably well said. Uh, in chat, Headboy says, Rick and Morty as weapons game. <laughs> really? May- I mean, maybe. We'll see. No, uh, pretty much. It's pretty pretty, much. Then that's the dead on. Uh, good job there. Sean, yeah, what Chris, if I told you, you? You were looking forward to this one, Chris. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I, apparently I wasn't the only one. Fun fact: since this game came out last Monday, it has overtaken Minecraft as the most played game on Game Pass. <laughs> Does not surprise me one iota. It yes. really doesn't. Mm-hmm. And you were one of them. Yes. I definitely was one of them. Uh, I am definitely a Justin Roiland slash Dan Harmon uh, faithful, a.k.a. You, know, you could be putting on Rick and Morty. You could be putting on Solar Opposites. Um, if you want to go something like Community for the Dan Harmon side of things, even though this isn't them, uh, I will always check it out. Um, and I'm a fan of Squanch games, too. I've played Accounting Plus. Uh, I also played uh, Trevor Saves the Universe, and um, man, what is the other one that I'm forgetting right now? There was a third one, but I cannot. I remember. don't know, Chris, because I am totally sidetracked. But I will Google it for you. Yeah, but uh, they've always had this. I mean, Squanch Games. Everything they've done has always been this thing of let's bring the weirdness that. Rick and Morty does so well, like just the randomness of things you can have throughout their universe and bring it through and do it with video games. Uh, and Sean, Dr. Sporty presents space heroes. <laughs> I did not play that one. I don't know. That's, that's all the games they got right now, buddy. Maybe I'm just mistaken. They got on their official site, they have High on Life, Trover Saves the Universe, Accounting Plus, and then the, the infamous Dr. Splorchy Presents Space Heroes. Okay. Well, I didn't play yeah, that there one. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, this one is kind of, I think they're most ambitious that they've gone for. It's the first time uh, of the ones I've played where it's not in VR, and they are going just with a straight up you know, first person shooter thing. Uh, and the premise is pretty simple, uh, though crazy, of course. Uh, the idea, the reason why the game is called High on Life, you play a, uh, I can't remember if he's got a name, but you play a kid who's got a, a sister, and the parents have left uh, and left the sister in charge, of course, and then all of a sudden you go outside and find out that this alien mafia called the G3 has shown up. And the reason they are there is that they have found that humans are one of the best highs you can get off of drugs in, (laughs) in the universe. (laughs) So they are there to kidnap everyone on earth and use them and sell them as drugs for people, for other aliens to ingest. Hence high on life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause it kills you. I see Uh, what they did there. You very quickly uh, meet a uh, type of alien that is a gun. Um, I can't remember. It starts with a G as well. I can't remember the technical name. Uh, And this is basically the Morty gun that you pick up. And when it talks to you, it straight up is Morty. It sounds like Morty out of freaking Rick and Morty. Uh, where he's just like, oh, God, geez, guys, let's go pick it up. And I guess we're going to go shoot things now. And. Oh. From there, <laughs> Gatlands. Yes, Gatlands. That's what they are called. There uh, you go. You go into this whole entire thing where basically you go get transported to this alien world. You go and meet up with a former bounty hunter. You get a suit, and then you begin to go through the G three mafia 
and performing bounties on them to take them out. That's that's the premise. And I can tell you now, if you do not like Rick and Morty, if you do not like Justin Roiland's voice, right? This game is not for you. You should yeah. not play. You should skip it. You should, mm-hmm. you know, there are plenty of other things you could go to, but this is not the game that is going to somehow win you over, right? Yeah, yeah, and and I can speak on that real real quick, not to interrupt Chris, but I mean, I kind of realized that I I can get down watching some Rick and Morty, but I'm nowhere near where my, where Chris is or our friend Jeff. He can, you know Jeff came on the show is, and probably some other people we know. Uh, so if you're kind of like that, even though it's free, you might actually be kind of not enjoying it, possibly wasting a download. Mm-hmm. Uh, or what have you but yeah if you're like chris and it's right up your alley man I, yeah chris loves it yeah and it's like the perfect game pass game because i don't think i would i don't think i would have ran out and bought this for 60 dollars on day one especially given the right. critics i would have waited for a sale or something but with this being on game pass it, as it now shows it's like this was the kind of thing where a bunch of people have Xboxes that love Rick and Morty said, yes, I will give this a shot. I will, I will see what could go up for seven to eight hours. And from those, from that standpoint, if you do love Rick and Morty, I could tell you now content wise, you are not going to be disappointed. I mean, it is every bit of weird that you could think of, uh, going on with something something like this where basically, you know, there are gimmicks in here. There's a classic, well, not classic, but there's a, a well-known B horror movie from the early nineties starring Denise Richards and Paul (laughs) Walker. And it might've been each of their first film called Tammy and the T-Rex where Paul Walker dies and gets his, (laughs) his brain put into a T-Rex that's consistently playing on the TV in your living room. And if you want to, you could just sit down and watch this whole entire 90s B movie the whole entire it's time. It's really the real movie. Yes, it is the full real movie. That's awesome. Yes. Uh, things like that are in this game. Um, there's, I, I've seen the red le- letter media guys show up where they're criticizing movies, um, which anyone who knows them, they are pretty popular on YouTube and kind of known as a hole critics type <laughs> things. And, you know, they'll just be sitting there watching again, another real life B movie, something that they would do and critique. And you can send the theater with them. If you want to stay the whole entire time, or just kind of get a couple of gags out of the way. Like as they're talking up at the screen, your gum will be like, are these guys going to ever shut up? I mean, like <laughs> dude, right. this is a freaking movie, man. Come on. Yeah. Um, there, there are things that the game tries to put you in situations where it's like, what are you going to do? Like, and then it kind of calls you out on your kind of BS and what you did. Like <laughs> very early on, there's like a kid that you meet. That's just like telling you, it's like, I can't remember what he exactly says. He's like, but he's like, oh, what you want? I'll, I'll take you down. I'll take you down. And if you want, you could shoot the kid right there. The game will then go on for the next five minutes talking about how messed up that this game just lets you shoot a child and that you decide oh, to do it. Was. So they have, they have it written in the script. <laughs> yes. Let, I mean, oh my God. That things, is awesome. You know, it's things like that. And I don't want to spoil too much, right, for right. that because it's just like the best part of this game, I think, are the gags. And 
you know, especially as you go on, you over time, you get more Gatlians, right? That each all have their own personalities and quips and things like that. Like there's a knife that you get very early on and he really wants to stab people. Like he loves, he lives to be stabbed <laughs> in the people's guts. Like it's the highlight of his day. Uh, there's another one voiced by JB smooth, which is pretty cool. He's kind of like the, the shotgun and he's, He's just chill. He's just having fun. He's like, oh, you're going to murder people, are you? All right. Well, let's go do that. I'm thinking about when I played God of War recently, and this is not a, I don't want to spoil anything, but let's just say there's a weapon that a character can interact with, but you only hear the character's perspective. You never hear the actual weapon mm-hmm. <laughs> speaking. I can't imagine a knife saying things that basically say, I need to stab somebody. It's fun. Yeah. Like, he'll be like, come on, come on. Just let me, just come on, come on, come on. And he'll give you the option sometimes to stab these people. I mean, yeah. there are times where some they'll put purposely annoying characters on you and you'll try to shoot them. And the gun will be like, Jesus, no, man, we don't have to kill everyone. You know, <laughs> we can have a little bit right. of, uh, you know, sensibility in our lives. But yeah, uh, the, the script is perfect. Um, once again, like if you love that Rick and Morty thing, there are so many little hidden things throughout the world where like, you know, for instance, like when you're walking in the alien city, um, you can see ads that will play on TV, like alien ads, kind of similar to the uh, stuff you see on Rick and Morty. And you could just sit there and watch these ads and they're crazy and about as ridiculous as you would hope they would be. Um, now, that's the selling point in the game. The other side of it, of course, is the gameplay itself. Uh, and I would say it's serviceable, right? It's not terrible. It's not really that challenging. Um, it does evolve over time, but it's pretty much the same thing where. Yeah, you, you, you point that out quick if a game does it. Yeah. Like yeah, it's one of your things. Yeah, for sure. It. I think what was the idea of the game originally, what they were going for is I think they wanted to set up something like doom, right? Like how doom and doom internal work where you're encouraged almost always to go forward the whole entire time. Because in this game you have unlimited ammo, no matter what gun you're using. Um, though you do have certain secondary ammo choices that, each, you know, they have limited amounts and you have to either let cooldowns or find resources to increase how often you're using that. But 95% of the time, you're going to be using the primary ammo, right? So you never have to worry about that. And with health, health is pretty much tied to finding shield regeneration, which you get by killing enemies. So you don't sit back far on enemies, right? You, you kind of consistently run towards them because you want to kill them and whatever damage you're taking, boom, you regenerate the shield. You keep going, you keep going, keep killing, keep regenerating. The problem right. is, is like, it doesn't really evolve too much from there outside of just like personal style preference, like what you want to do. Do you want to be the person? Yeah, you eventually get like a, a jet pack. So, you know, do you want to be the person that is going behind cover and running up on people, or do you want to float up in the sky a little bit and then shoot down on people? Right. Well, my question for you with that scenario, Mm -hmm. could you even do that with the guns talking to you? Would they not blow your cover? Well, I mean, they just kind of talk to you. I mean, everyone knows you're there. 
I mean, I'm picturing a situation where you try to go all anti espionage, you know, and no. like they're like, yo, let's shoot. No, no. <laughs> um, or you could do like you get a power slide, and I mean, it is power slide to the extreme. Like you, you tap B and you will go halfway across a map. Power so slide. I'm thinking of the newest Call of Duty slide, it blows that out the water. Yeah. Like take that to <laughs> level 10. Nice. You know, but the thing is, is like where Doom. Doom made you consistently swip, switch between guns because all the guns and especially their secondary actions in that one were designed to refill and help you with certain things, right? Certain yeah. things were designed to restock your ammo. Others were made to give you health. Others were made to give you shield boost, um, you know, and buffs and all that kind of stuff. Here, it's like pretty much the only thing you're going to get from the enemies as they die is health. So then it's kind of just finding the guns that you like and, and trying the different ways to use them. And like, you know, as I said, like they each have secondary modes. They're kind of cool. Like you get a, what's the equivalent eventually of a needler where you can, you know, pump all these needles into enemies and then squeeze the other trigger and it'll make them explode. Um, you get one gun that shoots out little dudes that just go and consume people and start beating the crap out of them until they die. <laughs> um, one gun has the ability to slow down time as its secondary thing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And another will shoot out like a, uh, a huge buzzsaw disc that can go across the level. And Oh, that that's like a gears of war type situation. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's like, it's not perfect, but it's like, it's kind of a, a solid double a type thing where you're like, there you. are some okay. cool ideas, but they're maybe not polished up to the triple a level. Um, but regardless the, the whole entire time, I think you'll find you're going to enjoy if you, again, if you love Rick and Morty and solar opposites, you're going to enjoy what you're going to see here. You just might find eventually after a while the loop gets a little bit long. It's it's really is just consistent waves of enemies, you know, like they just teleport in and that's it. Um I do find there are a couple of moments and levels where you're just like, God, I just want this level to be over with. Just because it, it it's just like you you you're always going to that loop where you're trying to get to the final uh the bounty itself and take them out. And sometimes you're just like Ugh. God, uh, this this could have been two or three waves shorter, and I would have been just as fine with it. Like, I didn't need anything. Um, another good option, if you don't love some of the guns or you just kind of get tired with the banner after a while, you can tone that down um, so that they don't talk quite as much, right? Didn't so they, like, actually patch the main gun? Wasn't that a big <laughs> deal because of his obnoxiousness? Or I should I say its obnoxiousness? I think, I don't know about that. I mean, like, it's basically after about the first mission, it then says, okay, hey, if you want to turn this down, you oh, can. I bet, I just remember there being some controversy about mm. how the gun was just too much. <laughs> and oh, by the way, quick squirrel, I said controversy in the car the other day, and mm -hmm. my family was like, what is controversy? And I was like, I have let you down. Mm -hmm. I apologize. Did you just, like, pull to the side <laughs> of the road, put the car in park, get out, and start walking? I was like, I gotta. I just jumped out, just unbuckled the seatbelt, gone. John never <laughs> returned home. But yeah, um, 
I don't want to say too much more on it though, because I again we were talking about this before the show, me and Sean. This is uh this is a game that I think you do best to go in if you love this kind of stuff with knowing as little as possible, right? Discover these characters, discovering how terrible and annoying they can be in a good way (laughs) Um, is, is part of the charm. So I don't want to steal from that. So I would just say again, if you love Rick and Morty, if you love solar opposites and you don't mind, you know, kind of basic shooter at, at its core, but that has some cool gimmicks within it. Check this out. I would, Probably if I was going to give it to Richard, I haven't finished it. I've got like one or two bounties left, I think, before I beat the game. Uh, and for my gathering, if you just mainline this, if you're not looking around for upgrades, yeah. which there are upgrades in the game that they don't feel vital. They just kind of feel like, oh, this helps you. Gives you a little bit more. Um, You could probably beat this in like eight hours. And I think if you wanted to explore around all your places... I would imagine it's going to be somewhere 10 to 15 hours, right? Nice. That, that's what I would gather. So, yeah. And uh give a shout out. I know we mess with him a lot, but our friend, Mike, mm-hmm. he just sent an article from Kotaku. You know how we, we Kotaku's legit, obviously. Yeah. And they did no, issue a patch, I think on or around the 14th of December. Okay. Uh, they basically said, it's kind of like when you're on a discord call, and you hear dogs or just things that take you away from the experience. That's how they looked at it. That's why they patched it. He also sent something to kind of tie in the intro uh, before we issue a surprise. It appears that they're reporting uh, um, the rock's not going to be Black Adam anymore. And this yeah. was just like issued 30 minutes ago. Yeah, that doesn't shock me. Yeah, me either. But that's that's crazy. He had, uh, I think I saw like he unfollowed at Black Adam and DC the other day. So, what uh, what's what's someone who seems to always have breaking news, like a legitimate news person? That's how we're gonna dub Mike. Warrior sixty four. He's quick. He's quick to send us <laughs> little tidbits as we're talking about him. So that's what's up. But yeah, you know that normally would conclude topic time, 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 time. Right now, but provisional Richard. I'd probably Rick and Morty fan. I'll say an eight. Okay. You're not a Rick and Morty fan for John. John, this game is like a seven. Okay. At best. Cause I, but think, John loves sevens. We got to be careful with that. Ooh. Well, then <laughs> he's got to play, play the, it. You know what? Out of a seven. He's got to play it. He's got to play it. <laughs> he's got to play it. Yeah. I um, almost downloaded this game twice. <laughs> I just couldn't, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm happy you got to play it. There was some video you've sent to me. There's some gameplay. You've been on it for a while, so kudos, man. Great, great. I think a pretty good, you know, high-level type review, mm-hmm. bird's-eye view, if you will, mm-hmm. not to get too deep, you know. <laughs> um, but we're not done. We're the, the wheels, we are not stopping on this exit. Hold your pee. Chris, what else did you want to, you know, for Christmas? <laughs> uh, Well, the other topic. What? Is dual topic. Everything's
So, as everyone knows, um, I'm sure you've seen it, um, The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, the complete edition, right, everything, has been upgraded on next gen uh, for both Xbox, PlayStation 5, and to originally some mixed results on PC, though apparently I believe they put a patch out for that today, so I haven't seen and we all love a good patch. We do love a good patch. So, of course, the Suicis came out. It was like, it's been it's been about five years now, Sean. Is it time for me to go back, finally? And the answer oh, is you? <laughs> resoundingly, is yes. Let's put it this way. The, I probably would have beat the topic easily <laughs> if it weren't for the fact that I just really want to play more Witcher 3 because I am quickly remembering just how much I love this game. And we figured, you know, one, the episode got Thanos. Two, it's on a new platform. We covered Mass Effect when it came to a new platform. Um, yeah. <laughs> and three, I have to say that the upgrades in this were enough where I thought it was worth mentioning. Um, so we won't go too much into everything, but for those who are unaware... Witcher 3 is the final installment of the trilogy um, featuring Geralt of Rivia. Uh, it's the first one that was made into an open world game. And basically it follows Geralt as he and Yennefer are seeking to find their adoptive daughter, Ciri, who is being hunted by the Wild Hunt and also by her father, Amir, who uh, is the king of the... Navigrad, or, or not Navigrad, I can't remember their name, but uh, the main army that is like trying to invade all of like Tamaria and is pissing everyone off. Uh, and fun fact, I did not realize until I went back and played the game, is played by Charles Dance, aka uh, Tyrell Lannister from uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Right. And as soon as I heard him talking, I was like, oh, that's perfect. That that is who should be that character, um, and yeah, going back to it. First off, this game has never looked more beautiful. Whether you choose to use the ray tracing mode that is at thirty frames per second, or the performance mode, this game on consoles for sure, and I would even say PC has never looked more beautiful. Like it is amazing how well they've gone through and worked with modders and stuff like that to bring the best mods in there and really reshade the game in a way that makes it feel like something that could easily be confused uh, as a release that came out this year, right? Like, or maybe in the last couple of years, I won't say it looks as good as cyberpunk 2077, but you know, that that's also, you know, the same studio and many millions of dollars being put into it. <laughs> Uh, to make it look that nice. Um, but yeah, going back to it, Sean, um, I was quickly reminded why it in my mind and many others is still the greatest open world game that I think I've ever played, which is that, you know, while the story itself, the main story is serviceable, 
it's kind of that Skyrim thing where it's everything else that you're just doing and how it affects the world and how well the world is built. That's what draws you into it. Um, it's going back and, and doing contracts and, and talking with someone and they tell you something and then going out there and investigating as things are going on and starting to put two and two together that maybe someone has not been completely truthful to you, right. As to, to why they are trying to hire you and what their actual real goals are by having you there. Um, you know, and then making choices of how you want to deal with that. That's what drives people. I think to really love this game because almost every quest, whether it's just a basic one or something that is huge and epic, they all seem to have that level of detail. Uh, and that's what draws people in. I'm like, I'll give you an example. Early on, once you get to Velen, uh, which is kind of the first really big open area in the game, you, you meet this uh, fire mage, right? And he wants you to go around and um, burn. You know, there's been this huge battle that's taken place uh, in the last couple of days. And basically, he wants you to go around burning piles of body. Uh, bodies in tribute to the fire lord and to also prevent uh potential ghouls being formed out of <laughs> you said ghouls i love right? it right so you start to go around and he says like got these three fire pits and you start to look around and every time you get to the pit you're looking going like hmm this doesn't look like this was just part of the battle there looks like there was something else going on right to so then when you finally get to the third pit you meet someone who is being attacked by ghouls next to the pit of bodies. And you find out, Oh wait, the, the fire mage is actually wor was working with certain people and is trying to get them murdered and is using these pits to cover up all these people that he's trying to murder. Right. Uh, and making it look like it's monsters and all that. And therefore everything had to be done to, to prevent the safety of everyone one but really he's just trying to prevent people from tracing these actions back to himself and how he basically screwed over a bunch of different people to make money and get power that's the kind of thing that's cool because then it doesn't just leave you there you have the choice to go back and if you want that fire mage can pay you off he could just give you money and it'll be a nice little chunk and you can go on your way you could choose to tell him to go screw himself or you could take your sword out and hack him down. You know, that's, it's all your choice. Uh, and there's no wrong or right answer to how you approach it. It's just, what do you feel like doing? Um, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what people love about this game. Um, it's surprisingly a game. Cause you always talk <laughs> about it being, how do you like you mentioned that it's very Skyrim ish in the way that yeah you could do this main thing but if you if you like to kind of see what this hint leads to or this mm -hmm. it's surprising that I've never actually played the game more than I've had I've actually played it uh, but mm -hmm. I do have a question for you mm -hmm. after that being said with the next gen update mm -hmm. how do the horses look <laughs> the horses are very much nicer uh, so the big change here. There are some camera changes that go on here. The biggest being gotcha. when you're actually on your horse now, it's a much more tight camera. Um, the horse could still be a freaking idiot. Roach could still 
get to a wall and not be sure which way he should go and, and just run into something and be like, what now? And that's when you get off your horse and chop his head up now. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's definitely tighter. They also have a new uh, combat camera, which I don't like as much. Um, that makes it a lot closer. I don't like it just because sometimes it's hard to see when someone's coming behind you. And this combat isn't like how, say, Elden Ring or God of War, Assassin's Creed are, where you'll have very strong visual cues. You kind of have to like look at someone as they're moving a lot of times and just anticipate, be like, okay, this is probably when he's going to swing the sword, so this is when I need to parry, right? I don't think the tight camera necessarily helps that, but it does feel like there was some animations and stuff retooling to make them feel a little bit tighter. I think it's probably the best the, the combat has felt. Most importantly, things like uh, your, your signs, there's now an alternative mode for the magic where instead of like, having to bring up the wheel, right? And then select the magic thing. And then you can cast that. And then if you need to switch to another magic thing, you got to bring up the wheel again, switch that spell into it. You can now instead basically just hold down the, um, the right button modifier, and then you can choose whatever face button you want to cast a spell. So you can easily so switch very, between. It's very more like modern, kind of what we're used to kind of thing. Yeah, it's been it's been upgrading, I think, for the right way. Uh I believe you can also do that with your items. I just haven't set that up yet. Um oh, cool. I, haven't, I haven't felt the need to yet. Because you know, I'm pretty pretty good at this game. Um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, you know, it's it's one of those games where again, like even though I'm early on, I'm already just salving because I'm like, God, there's so much I need to do here, and I'm like, man, I haven't been to Novigrad yet. And I think about like that, that's, that's 30, 40 hours right there. And there's so much you do and go through in those events. And then all of a sudden it goes like, oh yeah, by the way, there's another place called Skellig you haven't even seen. And that place is just as massive and breathtaking and well done. Right. And then <laughs> with the DLC, there's a whole other region of the game that gets brought in. That is yeah. its own thing of like 20, 30 hours of story that you could just go do. Um, but I, I love it. Uh, you know, I, I know I, some people would say I, I well, really the, grabbed the Richard of this game very hard, but I don't do it lightly. Like this game. Oh, of course you should never grab no, a Richard no, lightly, no. buddy. You should grab it hard. You grab uh, it, you do that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's just one of those things where coming back to it like right now i'm playing the game in ways that i've never played it before and it's keeping it just as fresh as i remember it like before i played it more of a mage build with a Did little you? bit of, yeah i used a lot of my symbols here i'm trying to play it actually more like a true witcher which is i use a lot more of my potions um and and like oils and stuff to really give but you have two advantage. swords you do you have a silver for monster and a steel for humans huh. Um, uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to spend the next month on this game. Uh, but again, if you were ever going to give it a shot and you love the series or anything like this, I think this is probably your best time to get in. Uh, I believe like right now, both PlayStation and Xbox have the game on sale for 30 bucks. There's also now the ability to do cross save. So if, 
say you have it on your PC, right? And you had it on a console before you could easily take, if you've been playing on PC for the last two years, you could put that save on there and go like, okay, now I want to go see what this looks like on my PS five and boom. You know, you've got that easy way to get back on television. D White, D White in chat says, "I too was a crackhead build addicted to potions." <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's basically what you are. <laughs> you are. Oh you're my yeah. Crackhead. And I mean, I remember. This is so cool to hear. You know, to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is very nostalgic because if if you remember, and and we joke about it, these were Thanos. But the early episodes, it was Chris and another guy named Chris. We've said said this to you before. Maybe that's your first time hearing it. But they really talked for the first few episodes about Witcher 3 mm-hmm. and what was Chris's game. I've completely forgot about it. Oh, his was Evolve. Yeah, Evolve. So those were kind of intertwined mm-hmm. uh, for the first, you know, like few episodes. But it, it was, was important because like, John and I signed on very, fairly early, but not that early, if that makes sense. So John. We were, we were kind of just fans. We started at the end of April and like, I want to say the second episode was when Witcher 3 came out. And John's first episode was when he came on for E3. So he was like a month later. So, you know, every week it was kind of me and Chris just going through and me like, oh, well, I found this and I found that. And like, you know, it's one of those kind of games. It's, it is a little bit like a Skyrim, though, with an actual centralized character, right? Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, if you want to, you could skip a lot of this stuff. Um, and just do, and even I think some of the main storylines that you get, I've always told people, I'm like, if you want to know if you're going to like this game, get to what is called the bloody Baron in this game, do his quest line. If you like that, if you love that story. And I think most people who love RPGs, they put that, I put that on the pedestal of one of the greatest single quest ever in an RPG. If that doesn't pull you in, get off. You're good. Yeah. (laughs) But I think most I, people, they get to that point, they get in. That's where, like, then you go, like, okay, I want to see what everything has to do. Like, everybody, 130 hours later, yeah, you go, where, um, have I, where have I been? You know, our, what, is, what day is it? Our buddy Jeff, <laughs> like, our buddy Jeff, I think he plays a lot of more online games and stuff like that. And he'll do the God of Wars. You know, he'll do yeah. um, those kind of things. But for him to tell me that he was playing Witcher 3, I mean... Yeah, he spent a good hundred plus hours in that, and that just surprised me. And you know, talking to him again, it was that reason. He's like, it's just, I mean, you start getting pulled in, you're just like, wow, I cannot believe this works. Yeah, <laughs> this should not um, be this good. <laughs> I'm, I'm very. I don't want to put any pressure on myself. We don't need to because it's not a mm-hmm. official topic ever or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I kind of want it to be one of the games that I get and just kind of play and then surprise you and go, hey man. I did this thing and it's cool, yeah. but that surprise, unfortunately I'd have to hide from you online. I don't want to do all that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's really cool. So you, uh, back in the day you gave this game, what you got anything else you want to add before I do what I'm going to do though. But back no. in the day, this was a nine or a 10, right? For sure. Yeah, I don't I even know if we did. I don't know those. if we did scores back then. Um, but yeah, obviously now this is, uh, a, a 10 times 1000. I don't know. I mean, I yeah, think it's like I said, my top three games of the last decade are easily Witcher, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Portal 2. Like, it, those are kind of the ones I put higher than everyone else. And I've gone back to, to Red Dead a couple of times, and I've recently played, when, my, when Mike played 
the Portal games, I also went back and played some Portal 2. And I love Portal 2. Portal 2 is a great puzzle game. Um, but, you know, if I had to pick one of, I think, those three, yeah. this is the king, you know, for me. That's so funny. Uh, your three games, mm-hmm. Portal, I get lost in. I cannot figure it out. <laughs> Red Dead, I like the concept, but can't play it. And Witcher, I've really never given a fair shake. Sure. So it's so crazy. And my favorite games are like DJ Hero, World of Warcraft. <laughs> I like exactly. I like Call of Duty. Exactly. <laughs> Multiplayer. Yeah. Well, wow. there you go. Uh, you guys, you got a lovely Christmas surprise from your boy Chris, who kind of dove back into the Witcher mm-hmm. uh, update. And uh, hopefully you like that. And if you've never played it, maybe this gives you that nudge that you need to to get down on it. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, exactly. If you ever need but help, yeah, our, let me know. I will. Yeah, help holla, holla at your boy. Uh, and I think with that, we are good to go into some news. We got some good news for you this week. Oh, hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, we have made it to the news part of our program. Thank you so much for being here. And to lead us off this week, uh, it's Chris. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sonic is still going fast. Sega has reported that Sonic Frontiers, its latest 3D Sonic game, has sold more than 2.5 million copies since its release on November 6th. Sega is committed to supporting the game as they have promised three updates for the open world game over the next year including challenge modes a photo mode a new playable character and fresh story content so does this mean sean song frontier is greater than odyssey can we say that <laughs> it's it's possible john would probably not be okay with that uh mm-hmm. i don't know i <laughs> did I've you played, played this game a little bit i right? have played it a little bit um Maybe at some point I'll go back. It, it's definitely different. <laughs> like it feels to me like a a great alpha build for what could eventually be a really cool setup for future Sonic Three oh, games. Cool. But like, there's good things to it. There's other parts where I'm just like, I'm just going around doing things. I have no idea why I'm doing them or. <laughs> what it is but it's really I, I cool when you pull things off <laughs> uh, i kind of see that for sure yeah i don't know um well we'll see we'll see for yeah. sure at least it's not a delayed game you actually got to play it that's true that's true that unlike harry potter uh-oh what uh so yeah the xbox series x and X- xs and playstation 5 versions of hogwarts legacy are on track for their february 10th release date however the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One versions have been delayed uh, to April the 4th. The Switch version will now launch on July 25th. So as Oof. you see there, there's there's some spread. Mm-hmm. There's some, you know, some space between. Hashtag Dave Matthews. In a tweet posted by Avalanche Software, they stated this. The team is looking forward to bringing you the game and we want to deliver the best possible game experience across all platforms. Now, this is going to mark the second delay for the game as the title was originally scheduled, if you remember, to release on every platform this holiday season, which we're currently in, like, right now. Yeah. I think, it, <laughs> like, this is, seems like it's becoming the new trend, right? Like, whether it's 
we'd seen it before with Switch, but now as we get further and further into the PlayStation 5 and the the series Xbox editions, it seems like it's getting harder and harder to make something that works, right? And, you know, I don't think anyone wants a repeat of what happened with Cyberpunk. So that's what they're doing now. They're just going like, okay, hey, let's just at least say two, three more months and maybe it will be longer. Like, I won't be surprised at all if the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 versions get pushed back to right with the Switch as well, um, which I sucks. I don't remember what I saw, but I saw somewhere mm-hmm. people had early access to this and they were talking about how you can... You can literally like capture, torture, and kill people. Oh, wow. In the game. And they were like, we didn't expect to be able to do this in a Harry Potter game. Uh, but I guess if that's true, you go to like to the dark arts. I mean, that's part of the Harry Potter universe. I don't know how that's gonna play out or if they're gonna patch it. I yeah. just did a quick search on news. Uh and I don't really see that highlighting anywhere. But I want to say I saw that on the IGNs and the YouTubes of the world. Mm-hmm. So We'll see. I'm, I mean, I'm excited to play it. I don't think I'm going to go to the dark arts, the dark arts, you know? I'm going to be like good guy, Hufflepuff, you know? I'm going to go to Ravenclaw. <laughs> go to Ravenclaw. We're going to be smart. <laughs> I want to be but in I, Ravenclaw. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh. So when we still get ours in February, so that makes me happy. Yeah. Don't um, worry. If I can't afford uh, the four million dollar psvr2 uh at least i'll get to play harry potter yeah don't worry your february is still screwed you'll still have 95 <laughs> yes. things you want to play oh uh, no uh sean you love a good adaptation don't you I, if it's good yes yeah well prepare <laughs> boy prepare <laughs> boy. for the live adaptation after months of rumors Prime Video has announced as ordered a live-action series of the popular Sony title God of War. Amazon has clarified this adaptation will be an adaptation of uh, Sony Santa Monica Studios' sequel series, which finds Kratos traveling to Midgard with his son Atreus. Uh, Rafe Judkins, who has worked on The Wheel of Time, will serve as the showrunner and executive producer. Corey Balrock will also be an executive producer on the series. One hopes. God of War will aim to be better, uh, you know, be better, uh, <laughs> than the Uncharted adaptation. See what I did there, Sean? Yes, I do. Yeah, I do. Know, be better. <laughs> be better. Um, I, I, I think this could work. Um, but on the other hand, I watched uh, Rings of Power, so... Um, but on the other hand, I've also watched Wheel of Time, and Wheel of Time actually was like I didn't care anything about Wheel of Time coming into it, and I actually ended up enjoying that series, the first season at well, least. There is so much in the world of Tolkien yeah. and Lord of the Rings. I can see why you chose to kind of try to pick a a section that maybe it dips its toe into what will eventually become. X, Y, and Z, or what have you. Sure. And that could be where some of the people, because the execution of Ring of Power, as far as how it looked, and they didn't, that was amazing. Sure. I just kind of got lost in the story. I don't worry so much about a God of War story, and I'm not trying to downplay that it sucks or it doesn't have story. It just doesn't feel like it's as fluffy with content. It's like, uh, you know what I mean? Since you're doing the actual game, 
It's yeah. like you do have a good roadmap, right? Like where you can yeah. be like, yes, we're going to bring in Brock and we're going to have Sindri and we're going to have, you know, uh, why, why, you know, why? Faye and, and, why you uh, do this to me right now? Oh, oh, um, <laughs> I'm interested to see how they go about casting Kratos. Um, you know, it's, it's like a weird thing, right? Cause it's a character with white skin, ash white skin. Yes. Who yes. has been voiced historically by African American actors? So I've seen, like, you know, already there are people saying, like, it should be an African American who plays him because that's who is, you know, like roles for my minority. So I don't know. I've seen like various recommendations, and I I could see them all working. Like on one hand, if you could get a Chris Helmsworth, I could see that him working for the role. On the other hand, I've heard people say maybe give it to someone like. Um, Jonathan Majors, who's about to play Kang. And if you've never seen Jonathan Majors with a shirt off, that dude is jacked. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I don't know what the right answer is here, um, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, if they got that guy that was porn stachio from Orange is the New Black to be a pretty decent Master Chief, I got faith that they can... <laughs> you know, find the right people. The biggest problem I've ever had for somebody playing something, mm -hmm. uh, and this isn't a shot out to the guy who ended up doing it, but I feel like this is going to be, you'll understand it. When they made the solo movie, mm -hmm. that wasn't a Han Solo, but the biggest reason that wasn't to me was because we kind of already knew what a young Han Solo looked like. And this sure. kind of didn't match. I think they can plug anybody in there and it's going to be decent as long as they capture what Kratos is in the acting. Uh, and to see that world in real, real life would be kind of cool. So I kind of, I'm I want them to still have Richard shift to again, play Odin. That would be really, because <laughs> he felt out of place. And I was just like, yeah, no, let's oh, just lean goodness. into it. Let's lean into it and just keep them going. Or I don't know who the heck they're going to get to be like well, tier or, you know, Shoot, if they could get a old strong side to be uh to be Thor. Well, yeah, well that's what I'm saying. Opie from uh yeah, he would yeah. be great. Yeah. He would be he's tall and they could make him fat, you know. Oh. But he's not Thor's not really fat though, he's just big. Well there's like, his. Yeah. <laughs> he's just <laughs> but speak huh? He's just swole. <laughs> he's just swole. Uh, but speaking of adaptations, we're not done there. Uh, if John was here, he'd be very excited about this because Oh yeah. His favorite game producer of all time, Hideo Kojima, of, of course, uh, Kojima Productions, has announced that he is partnering with the Hammerstone Studios to develop and produce a movie based on Death Stranding. It's pretty big news right there. And per mm. deadline, the movie will, quote, introduce new elements and characters within the Death Stranding universe. Now. At this time, no writer or director is attached to the project. But if it ends up being Hideo Kojima, I'm sure he'll make sure to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Hideo Kojima. Directed by oh, Hideo Kojima. That would be great. <laughs> um, do you think this is going to tie into the second Death Stranding they're going to make, maybe? I could see that. Or maybe they yeah. do a prequel to the first game. Um, <laughs> on one hand, you're like... Well, you already have Norman Reedus. You could just you do have Norman Reedus. You could just do a whole entire thing on him, and it would probably work. 
Um, From the mind of Hideo Kojima, created by Hideo Kojima, (laughs) written by Hideo Kojima, directed by... (laughs) Lighting by Hideo Kojima. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh lord. That'd be great. I I really hope that's the way it goes. Every episode. I I low-key really do too. (laughs) I want it. (laughs) And we have to watch it with John. Like, we have to. We should watch it together. Yes. 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 Speaking yes. of together, <laughs> come together. Uh, Gorilla has confirmed that it is working on a multiplayer game set in the Horizon universe. In a job advertisement on Twitter, the studio revealed that a quote new internal team is developing a separate online project set in the Horizons universe, and it will feature a new cast of characters as well as a unique stylized look. Uh, but don't worry, Aloy fans. Gorilla also assures you that it will be continuing to create epic solo adventures for Aloy. Um, I, man, if you had like a Monster Hunter type game with these robots, right? <laughs> oh, God, chat. That was pretty good. Chat just said, I love you like Hideo love Hideo. Yes. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's, That's good perfect. stuff. But no, um. You know, it, Sean, I would I would love it if like you could actually get that true scale of like when you battle a T Rex in that game, and like you're on one side and I'm on the other, and like I'm trying to rope it down right with the rope caster, and you're yeah, you're using I, the trip wire. You and I both we've played games, and and of mm-hmm. course I'm going to refer to like an MMORPG boss, sure, maybe in a dungeon or a raid, but also not quite that because it'll be more open. And like you said, what Star Wars game was it where you had to, uh, which you had to fly around and actually take down the ATAT, like stuff like that having to go on, mm-hmm. but like because the things will kill you and they're fast and you got to <laughs> tranquilize them and it it really could be a good game, uh, you know, and it and because it looks like they're going to focus on a team that does just this game but still make other Horizon stuff. Yeah, I think it's got a chance to be very successful. I really do. I definitely think it's going to lean into the whole entire, you know, with them buying Bungie, the whole entire, they've said, hey, we want games of service. That screams games of service to me, right? Like where I can go yeah. in and upgrade yeah. and have a personalized look for my hunter, right? Um, yeah. And they could just add new regions that have different monster or, well, robots or whatever um, as you go about it. That would be pretty cool. And also, like, the game monster hunter mm-hmm. yeah they could are they could they they have an opportunity with pubg monster hunter like all these games if they wanted to make it something like that mm-hmm. it could be really cool uh cats we'll confirmed or <laughs> those things uh-huh. are called what are those cats thing cat oh things yeah called? those are yeah. my favorite things <laughs> um i wish i knew how to speak like duratan though chris because this was some pretty big news right uh for wow fans uh you know, it's, I think it's a, let me just read it. Let me quit squirreling and just read the headline and read the thing. The son of Duratan returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you know what I just said, you know that I'm speaking of Blizzard. And here we go. Blizzard has announced that Chris Medson, that's a big name, a veteran Warcraft, Starcraft, and Di- Diablo designer has returned to the company as a creative advisor. Uh, in a Twitter post, John Height the general manager of Warcraft said it is with great joy that I announced Chris Metzen has joined the Warcraft 
leadership team as creative advisor. Chris's focus initially will be on World of Warcraft, then his work will expand to other projects across this growing franchise. Chris was one of the original team members working on the Warcraft universe back when it began in 1994, and we are so happy to be reuniting him with the world he helped create. Metzen left Blizzard in 2016 after helping create the studio's biggest franchises. Most importantly, though, to the fans, he is the voice of Warcraft's greatest orc, and of course, that is Thrall. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a I think that's a good hire, man. Yeah, for sure. They'll probably His name eat. was it was never attached to any of the stuff going on, you know. His name's only been attached to goodness, if that makes sense. Two weeks from now. Uh actually we're wrong about that. <laughs> oh um, can you imagine? And we're gonna have a completely new thrall. Um <laughs> new thrall, new vision. Oh, sorry, Superman fans. Um, but no, yeah, that is awesome. Like for those who don't know, his biggest thing, he was the lead writer um, for Warcraft 3, uh, Reigns of Chaos, which is, I mean, in a lot of Warcraft, like prior to World of Warcraft, that's that's considered top tier <laughs> yeah. uh, Warcraft stuff right there. So, you know, uh, I'm... I'm really excited, you know, maybe this is the start of the rebound for Blizzard, right? Was like, was Warcraft 3 where the Arthas storyline really took off? Yeah, that's that was the his fall and then the Lich King. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that's good stuff right there, people. For yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Good news right there. Good news. Well, this is not so good news for Meta, at least. <laughs> oh, um, no. John Carmack is done with Meta. A decade after leaving id Software to join Oculus before it was acquired by Meta, legendary game designer John Carmack has announced he is now leaving Meta. He did not hold back in his reasons for departure, stating, We have a ridiculous amount of people and resources, but we constantly self-sabotage and squander the effort. There is no way to sugarcoat this. I think our organization is operating at half the effectiveness that would make me happy. He ended his letter by saying, Make better decisions and fill your products with a give a damn. <laughs> yeah, I have like while I, on one hand I'll praise Meta like as far as the hardware, mm. the Quest Two, and the games when you get them, they're not they're not bad. They're actually okay. They're good, right? Sure. They're few and far between, and this makes sense. How do you yeah. feel about what he said? Can you see I, it making sense? Yeah, I mean, I think he's looking at this. And he realizes that of all the companies out there that really have a runway to just invest in VR, Meta was kind of the biggest one, right? Like Sony, I know we've got what's coming out here with the uh, PSVR 2. I don't know how much longer Sony can go, right? And it's a really hard point right now for them because it's like you got to go buy at least a $400 system. And then on top of that, buy a $550 headset versus Meta, right? Like where even with the price raise, it's still what? Like $400, I think, right now? $350. Yeah, okay, yeah. $350 for the MetaQuest 2. And obviously, you're going to have the new one next year. Uh, at well, some and point. also, currently, you're getting two games with it. Beat Saber, mm. one of the most popular VR games ever. Yeah. And I forget the other game, but it's usually bundled with two games from the jump. Yeah. And I think... You know, obviously he came in when it was Oculus and there was no Facebook involved. And, you know, I think it was because he really thought they could push the boundaries of what gaming software could be. 
And since then, I think he's seen Meta come in and they're so focused on their metaverse stuff that he feels like you're squandering this and you're eventually going to get to the point as a company where you just can't afford to keep making this and have Facebook and have Instagram. Like it's going to be too big of an expense to keep doing it. Right. I mean, so I think he's, I think he's jumping now. Yeah. I think he sees the writing on the wall. Mm -hmm. I mean, they could just give Instagram to Elon. (laughs) (laughs) Boo. Yeah. I I can see it. Just, just, I don't even know how to explain it, how this just makes so much sense to me. Yeah. Like there's a guy who's saying like, I'm in here. I was in the trenches and, it's like, guys, just care. Like, just yeah. see what you have and just, you have it. You have it right now. And hopefully for me, this doesn't mean that, you know, I'm never, I don't know. I think VR has its teeth. I don't think it has a grip. No. I just think it has its little teeth and it has a chance, a real chance mm-hmm. to eventually grow into something great. Um, I just hope it doesn't just kind of fade away. I don't yeah. think it will. But, you know, it could go a lot of different. I mean, like it might be that thing where maybe it is like it fades away from gaming for a while and maybe it is some other form that evolves for a while. Right. Where it's like, hey, you know, it's a lot easier to do 3D or like VR video type stuff. Right. Immersion than it is making an actual game that has to run in, you know, 3D VR. So maybe. Maybe the secret will be for a while that you get a pause on VR gaming and it becomes this thing where instead meta iterates it down to where they can eventually have it, where basically it's like putting on sunglasses, right? That simple of a thing that doesn't feel very heavy on your face and can have a decent battery life. And you could sit there and do stuff in VR for hours and it wouldn't be all consuming. And then maybe. From there, you start to be able to build back out if people really get invested into that, into the gaming atmosphere, right? But see, and you say that on one hand, but on the other hand, some of these titles that have come out have been just amazing games. For sure. sure. Finally getting AAA type games. I mean, you played this Steam game uh, that you said is probably, and it's still, even other people Mm -hmm. say it's the standard, and that's Half-Life Alex. It's the standard of VR games because of, like it looked like a video game, but it was also in VR. It's crazy. Yeah. So it can be done, but like, and I think it's there uh, right now. It's like new technology. It just costs so much money. Um, and, but one day it eventually wouldn't cost that much money. You sure. know what I mean? I'm yeah. thinking of like, think about the first time you saw an HD, just an HD TV at Best Buy or circuit city or whatever it was. And now you can get a 77 inch TV for $300. You know what I mean? I guess it's crazy. I don't know. I guess the question is, what do they need, right? Because I think definitely if they just need a system that could sell 14 to 20 million units and that's enough profitable for them to to find the investment, then they have a shot. But if they're yeah. like, we need 50 or 60 million of these things to be sold, I don't think there's that large of an audience out there overwhelmingly right now that cares about it, right? It's kind of like, they could hope for the Wii, but it would be the same problem, I think, that the Wii had, where a lot of people went out there and bought the Wii, and then they played Wii Bowling for a weekend, and it sat on a shelf <laughs> for three years. Well, here's you know? the deal. This is the honest truth when it comes to Oculus. 
mm-hmm. and the Meta Quest Two and all that stuff. You go look at new releases, mm-hmm. and it's so few and far between when you actually get a new title. Sure, whether it's made by the software company Oculus itself or Meta or you know homegrown games yeah. or other developers making games, and I don't understand it. Um, I'm excited that PlayStation's at least bringing PSVR two, and they're bringing some studios. At least initially, there's a forecast of developers making games for it. I don't know the release dates on them. I think they're going to hang their hat on the new uh, Horizon game when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even that's making a mistake because they're saying PSVR two games because we need that certain camera to track. Those games can't play on our new hardware because we no longer need a camera to track. So they made an adjustment, made it better that it's more like the Oculus, but it seems like there's a couple of missteps. But again, all that could be washed away when the PSVR 2 comes out or if Oculus just brings us games and we go, this is great. It only costs X amount of money to get in and it's fun. Um, We'll see. But that's a, to me, that's a pretty, I don't know, pretty heavy statement by John Carmack. Um, Yeah. I imagine PSVR 2, what? There's like probably going to be about 25 million PS5s in a while after this year. Yeah. I would think not everybody's within, getting a PSVR too. No, yeah. I would think like within the first year of it being out then, if that's the case, if you're Sony, you're probably hoping maybe at the very least you want five million, right? Yeah. Um yeah. and man, I would think you'd want it closer to ten. I don't think you'd get to ten, but you get like seven, eight million somehow. You go between five and ten, I think you're like, Yeah, life is good. Yeah, then you at least can say something. But I don't know. We'll see. Time will tell. Yeah, we'll see. We'll definitely, especially with uh, me in the mix, we'll keep an eye on that one. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of keeping the eye on uh, something, let's check out what Tomb Raider and Amazon have in common. Oh. What? Uh, Amazon Games. Yeah, that's right. Has signed a deal with Crystal Dynamics to support the development of and publish the next game in the Tomb Raider series and will utilize Unreal Engine 5. The company announced the partnership saying that they have reached an agreement under which Crystal Dynamics will develop a new game, sorry, new multi-platform Tomb Raider title with Amazon Games, providing full support and publishing the game globally. That's the end of the quote. According to a statement from Crystal Dynamics, they say they have, quote, an extraordinary opportunity following our acquisition by Embracer, to redefine what a publishing relationship is for Tomb Raider. Transformative is what we're looking for, and with Amazon Games, we found a team that shares our creative vision, ambitions, and values for a Laura Croft universe across the spectrum of possibilities. That's the end of the quote. These leaves, This leaves speculation that Embracer Group is strapped for cash and had to look externally for a publisher of their intellectual property. See, John, that's an IP. and yeah i'm seeing in chat and hook is in chat hanging out with us on twitch.tv the last tomb raider was fun those that trilogy was fun yes it was it really was i liked it a good bit um yeah definitely think it does say i don't know if embracer group is strapped for cash uh i would say it probably (laughs) says that of the all these tiles they've been acquiring, this is probably what the game plan yeah. is, is to be like, okay, we're buying this because we want money back from when it sells, but we're going to go out there and basically headhunt people who are willing to fund our games for us. 
because yeah, they probably don't have that kind of money where they could risk to be like, oh yeah, we want a triple A, you know, Tomb Raider game. Well, that's going to cost you, you know, somewhere between 175 and $250 million to make if you want that level. Well, I don't think they have that kind of money. You know who does though? Amazon has that Amazon. kind of money. So Amazon yeah, does. Yeah. Maybe this might be the start. I wonder if this goes well, if Amazon, this will be the start of them kind of being like, okay, let's not try to do what Google did. Let's not screw up that way. Let's instead get into the publishing game and be like, yes, we will be your daddy Warbucks for X amount of money on return when uh, the sales come out, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I got to ask you personally, was the line about strap for cash, was that a John line? Oh, that was totally a John line. That's totally a John <laughs> Oh, I get excited for this next one. I always love when we are able to report these. Yeah, we got MPD for November. According to the recent MPD, the greater availability of PlayStation 5 has led to 45% growth year over year regarding video games hardware. Consumer spending in video games reached uh, $6.3 billion. Uh, in November of 2022, here are your top selling games for November. Um, oh, and Sean should note yeah. that the uh, number one game, despite just coming out there at the end of October, has already overtaken uh, Elden Ring as the top selling game of. Isn't that crazy? Right. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's crazy. <laughs> right. Uh, but here you go. Mar- number ten, we got Mario Party Superstars. Nine is Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, which just came out on PC. Eight is Gotham Knights. Seven, NBA 2K23. Six, FIFA 23. Five, Madden NFL 23. It's like sports is really popular in America. <laughs> Four, Sonic Frontiers. Three, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Uh, two, God of War Ragnarok. And number one, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. That's two. insanity. Right. Oh my God, that's insane. <coughs> I mean, that... When did Scarlet and Violet come out? Do you remember? It was early in November, I believe. But with the fact that God of War and Pokemon are in a space <laughs> and you can come in and take sales from them and MPD reports, you're number one out of all. That's insane. Yeah. And I would say Scarlet and Violet, I do not believe includes digital sales uh, for Nintendo. So that should be noted there. Yeah, there's a little note. But I mean, that's that's it. It just it. The machine. The, the the machine delivers. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe this is why uh, Sony really wants to block Microsoft. They're getting. like, bro, we cannot. It would be so funny if they recorded us and played our, <laughs> played our MPDs and we talk about how impressive it is. Let's, like, let's, let's go to court. Let's make some news. But we need lawyers. Where are they at? I miss lawyer Rob. Uh, is Justice Plague's <laughs> law degree yet? I should ask him. Yeah. Where's Justice? I mean, where... We had two people that could help us with litigation. They're gone. Well, after John said, you know, about, you know what? Yeah. Um, they were like, we can't defend that anymore. This is too much. We got to bail. <laughs> we got to bail. Uh, That's crazy. Before we do bail, though. Oh, whoa. That was pro. Finally, this Wow. That was pro, Chris. Wow, I'm like, I'm shook right now. Kind of like when I was when I heard about the news of Spider-Man 2. What? Oh. Insomniac Games has announced that Marvel's Spider-Man 2 will launch on PlayStation 5 in the fall of 2023. So, you know, next year. Revealed via a PlayStation blog, quote, 
what a year it's been for PlayStation Studios. Here at Insomniac Games, we've made, I'm sorry, we've been in absolute awe of the work of our peers. Congrats to everyone on a successful 2022, and here's to next year being just as exciting as we continue to get Marvel's Spider-Man 2 ready for release this fall. The sequel will feature Peter Parker and Miles Morales facing a new threat in Venom. Ooh, Venom. Ooh. Do we place our bets now if we think this is actually coming out in fall 2023? If they're saying fall, Chris, I'm going to go with no. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, Insomniac's been good for the yes, most part hitting dates. But history tells me. Yeah. Well, maybe they say fall and their fallback will be holiday. Comes out in December. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. We want to. I'm just. I just don't want to get too excited because I know how stuff can be. So and until good. I get a date, even I'm, I'm skittish on dates. Because even I just yeah. know dates can be changed. It's crazy. Watch, watch. It's going to end up that Zelda gets pushed. This somehow comes out on time. Starfield gets pushed. And then like in three weeks, we have those three games coming out. One but then they another. also, for John, mentioned that Metroid Prime 4 is not it, dead. But that's yeah, all we done. got. It's done. No, it's completed. <laughs> it's coming out the week before. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness be perfect good stuff good stuff <sighs> sean yes sir i know it's almost christmas what and you want to keep going till new year's but do you think maybe we should wrap this up <laughs> never i think we probably should just be just to be safe yeah Electronic mail from the future, all the way from the <laughs> It gets better every week. Oh, that's great, ladies and gentlemen. We are part of the show we call simply emails, but it's more than that, of course. Uh, we start off with emails, we go to Twitter, and we talk about Discord a little bit. Uh, if you want to be part of the show and send us an email. Uh, our email address, of course, is weeklygameschat at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And we would also, you know, not like Chris to Thanos' show. So go ahead and hook that up. Speaking of Chris, uh, why don't you go ahead and read one for us, buddy? By the way, if I don't get one by the time I do the uh, Christmas music episode, which could be any point yeah, in the next seven days, <laughs> I'm deleting half the library on Christmas oh, Day. Oh, no. Because now we have that Witcher three on record. Uh, who yeah. cares about the rest of these? No, one it's cares. done. Yeah, yeah, it's done. Yeah. Who cares about Zelda? Uh, <laughs> uh, this is from uh, Zakiri, and says, "Hello, boys. Hello." Uh, and it's called "The Biggest Gaming Richard" is the title. Um, ooh, ooh. I hope the W. Fresh. This was this was sent today, right? Five fifty six p.m. Uh, hope the WGC crew is doing well. Thank you guys so much for giving us plentiful content in 2022. 
As a FedEx Express driver, this is the busiest time of year, so I'm over here listening to old WGC episodes. Well, you're definitely going to have a lot of work in the next week. (laughs) Uh, Looking forward to 2023 and all the gaming goodness it will bring. My biggest disappointment this year was Sonic Frontiers. Oh, oh. Uh, I also played Mario Strikers, and there's a kind of sick face right after that. Yeah. I was let down because I pre-ordered it, played it, played it day one, just for it to go on sale the following Monday for forty dollars. <laughs> Dang, that sucks. Uh, I was genuinely looking forward to it, but he hates it now. Mm. So, what was your biggest uh, disappointment this year? Game on, fellows, and happy holidays. Sent. From Robotnik's Android. See, Sean, in in Sonic, Robotnik, Dr. Robotnik, yeah. you know. Dr. Robotnik, man. He's he's the villain. Video uh, game disappointments, huh? Um, For me this year, as far as letdowns, oh, that's always hard. Um, I'll say this, and it really mm-hmm. didn't affect me, but to see, and I'm glad I Googled this because this made me go, yes. I hate the bad negativity that went around Halo and Infinite. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was just something that, mm, as a fan of Halo and a fan of gaming, I wanted that to be such a success, and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, like I said, I didn't physically; it didn't affect me any other way than just knowing, you know, that that was a thing. I'm going to look a little further to see if there was a game I actually played uh, that I remember, and I go, "Oh, yeah." Um, I'd say my biggest disappointment was just the fact that Starfield got delayed to next year after <laughs> calling its, its shot, you know, for 11, 11, um, as far as games that let me down, I'm trying to really think here, um, for some reason, uh, Diablo immortal keeps coming up on this list. <laughs> That's funny. Oh no. Um, well, hold on. I got an idea here. You're going to look at all of our games? You're going to look at all of our episodes. Yeah. Um, it's definitely why, Disney's, Disney's Dream Life Valley. No, that game no, was amazing. I but I, I do want to say why you looked that up real quick. I got, I, got, uh, I got some feels when you said, you know, you're a FedEx driver. And to know how hard you're working into, in, in your truck. It's potentially that weekly games chat is coming through your headphones or your speakers. Man, that's so cool. Thank you for letting us know that for real. Of once I played, I have to say, um, triangle strategy. I was really hoping it would pull me in a lot more than it ended up. Really? And it was, yeah, I mean, it was just like, I, you know, I don't mind those kind of games having story, but there was just so much story and it felt like so few battles. Um, I was, I had a higher hope that maybe it would grab me in a better way, but <laughs> you know, I, I, I can't be as upset with Sonic Frontiers, uh, as, uh, as he was because, you know, I, I waited till it went on sale before I bought it. So I did not right. buy it at $60. So <laughs> right. I, I totally get his his problem with it. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. And John's biggest disappointment go. is that he still doesn't have Metroid Prime 4 or the <laughs> Metroid Prime Remastered Collection. I guess my biggest disappointment, I mean, really was my PS5 debacle. Yeah, that's fair. 
It, the, 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 don't even worry about it getting repaired, but the fact that it broke and I'm an adult owner and I didn't do anything wrong, it was kind of, that kind of sucked. Uh, I'll read one and then you can read the other. That way you have two emails. Is that cool? Uh, I'll let you read the constant. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll read the one from Tucker. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is from Tucker. It says, hey, guys. Hey. Oh, he posted uh, the Just here to remind you that Iron Man 3 is the best Christmas movie ever. Mm. <laughs> you can't go wrong with a Christmas movie about the war on terrorism, robots, and hot women. And, of course, I mean genetically modified women that have imparted unusual levels of physical strength and cellular regeneration with extreme internal core temperatures. What were you guys thinking? Seriously, though, thanks for your response to my email last week. It was nice to be a part of the show again. Of course. Quick update. I finished the story mode for Demon Slayer, and it was amazing to the point where my love for the franchise has has been rekindled. One might even say it set my heart ablaze. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Oh, I highly recommend this game to anyone who is looking for great gameplay with an even better story and or is looking for intense Mortal Kombat style PvP, especially. Oh, friend of the show, Mike Meta. What just happened? I don't know. He's trying to. Does he know that he only plays one game now? Well, it's like listeners know who friend of the show Mike is. He's going to become a shtick and then we're going to deal with that. I'm out. I'm done. Also. While I plan on taking uh, Sean's advice and finishing Star Wars Squadrons over winter break, I'm surprised. Yeah. (laughs) I'm surprised you guys don't know what Enter the Gungeon is from last week. I know what Enter the Gungeon is. I think you said you didn't know what that was. Maybe you were half A listening. I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. I mean, yeah, that was on Game Pass. Yeah, we do things in the background and maybe, I don't know. You're usually pretty good about emails. Maybe something had your attention for a minute. But he says it's a classic dungeon crawler slash RPG that was created by Devolver Digital. Yeah. That's that's Chris's peeps. The same people behind Return to Monkey Island and Carry On. It's an absolute joy well, to play as you collect more guns, encounter more bosses, and laugh out loud at the game's many references throughout. I highly recommend it as the gameplay is superb and the Easter eggs are amazing. So, yeah, Chris, you remember this game. Yeah. Uh, for the record, not made by Devolver Digital. Published by Devolver Digital, uh, made by Dodge Roll. Yeah, they've done quite a few of these. Dodge Roll? Yes, they have done a few of these. That's what I did a lot of in uh, God of War Ragnarok. And now I'm going to do a little head bob. A little correction head bob. That's nice. (laughs) Not only are you part of the show this week, Tucker, Chris head bobbed you. You're like legit. But okay, enough said about that. Before I ask my question for this week, I've got one thing to say. What the frick happened last week? I genuinely did not expect another Tucker from an alternate universe to email you guys the same week I came back. That's funny. I swear on my life, this is not a joke. (laughs) (laughs) This, the first thing that popped into my head was that classic moment when Darth Maul is introduced in the Phantom Menace. This is getting out of hand. Now there are two of them. (laughs) Exactly. I think before, I feel like that happened before where either it was you guys, the Tuckers, or somebody else with the same names, but it wasn't the same person. Correct. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> then I realized I have some doppelgangers in the gaming world as well. I look a lot like Cal Kestis from Jedi Falling Order, 
<laughs> Survivor all the way. If he wore glasses, that's a really good. That's I, a deep that's cut. Cool. Yeah, well, this is what Cal Kestis looks like. Yeah. So put glasses on it, and now we got Tucker. <laughs> Let me get this straight. You bought the. Uh... I I did not buy that. I asked for it for Christmas, and my wonderful daughter Lila bought that for me. So make fun of it, and I will have to end you in game. All the dolls from Star Wars you could get. <laughs> Cal, that's who you're going with, huh? That would they I think that was what they started making, like that uh, type. Yeah. Maybe. I you gotta understand I had all the other ones though. But anyway, Squirrel. Uh my question for you guys is which video game character do you think that looks the most like you? <laughs> if you've seen the meme in the title of this email. I'm very excited to rip and tear, as I assume John is. Hmm. Miss you, bro. Once again, it's all. How did he know John was not going to be here today? Is this John? Is this John's right. dog? What is this? Once again, it's always a pleasure to email you guys and be a part of the show. I can't wait to hear more from you guys next week. Originally yours, Tucker. And of course, this is sent from the Butterfly Mansion. So, for the record, he sent us a meme. Uh, he and it's a meme where uh it states i'm starting to worry that maybe the reason elon musk wants to go to mars is so that his mom can open a portal to hell and i'm guessing the there's two pictures here on the left i'm guessing is a picture of elon musk's mother and the other is uh i can't remember her name but she's from doom and she's the one who opens the portal to hell uh that eventually invades uh earth i believe and they Kind of looks similar. I gotta say that, you know, uh, it's a little. I don't scary. know who. I don't know who I would look like in a video game. <laughs> I I literally have no idea. Well, you're gonna be in NCAA uh, football next year. <laughs> yes, right? as a coach. I mean, in theory, it, I, it is funny because we talked about this before. When I create myself in video games, I legitimately don't even create myself to look like me. I generally make myself a female. Same. Yeah. So <laughs> I think if I, I don't put know myself in the game, I'd look like a Tuscar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to, I tell you what, let's open up. If you guys want to tell us who you think we look like from video gaming, you know what we look like. Tell us. As, as someone says, <laughs> Tom Segura again. Well, yeah, but that's not in a video game. I know. Watch, he'll probably be in some game as like a background thing. But you look, dude, it's getting crazy. <laughs> I'm growing my hair you, back out. Dude, you look just like Tom Segura. I have That's way insane. more hair than he has now. Just not on top. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yes, yes, yes. We get to the final email this week, uh, of course, from Alejandro. The, the reliable, the one who keeps all your episodes stable from week to week. Alejandro, he titled this plus or minus and says, gentlemen, I took your advice and started playing Miles Morales to score my first platinum trophy to get all the achievements. Whoa, they don't have achievements on, uh, on PlayStation there, Alejandro. We're, we're looking for trophies. Um, requires completing the game twice, and this got me thinking about New Game Plus. I did not know that was the case. Uh, personally, I find that many games overstay their welcome. I'm looking at you, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Oof. Wouldn't it be great if there was a minus mode that trimmed the fat and allowed you to complete the game in under six hours? Wow, that would be a lot. Um, this is different from 
playing only the main story missions, the so-called Golden Path. Minus mode would have you curated subset of the best mission, uh, best main and side missions. The skill trees and collectibles list would also be abbreviated. Think of Minus mode as an accessibility option for those with shortened attention spans. So what do you think of my brilliant idea? What games do you think would benefit the most from Minus mode? Uh, abridgingly yours, Alejandro, <laughs> sent prematurely from my web shooter. Yeah, that's funny. That's that's good, dude. I feel like this is a genuinely great idea. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I definitely think. You know, it's really weird. Like, if you've listened to the gaming public, the number one thing they want is big worlds with yeah, a lot to do. To, but to get lost in, right? Right. But then you go look at the statistics. And it's like normally about one fifth of the people who play a game beat it. Yeah. You know, actually get to the end of the main story. Yeah. So, and I think like if you, especially people our age, if you tell them like, it, it like, you know, one Witcher three is a great example. Like if I tell you, Sean, you should play Witcher three. And you're like, cool. How long is it going to take me? Probably at least 80 hours. <laughs> you go, I play two uh, hours a day, two uh, times yeah, 80 hours. That's math. That's, you know, it's a lot easier to say that to a high school student who's off for the next three weeks, doesn't have any responsibilities outside of school and, you know, yeah. can't afford to go buy tons of games. So it's like, this is going to be my game for the next six months is all I'm going to do is play this game for us though. Like, yeah, if you told me, I don't know, like something like the Gotham Knights where I think it could take you 25 hours. You told me, yeah, I could be in like six to seven hours. Not really miss the meat and potatoes. Yeah, see the best parts of the game. There's an interesting point to be made. Knowing the fact also that like God of War got recognition for adding this accessibility to its game mm-hmm. for things like people with disabilities or color blindness and things of that nature. Sure. It would be something, I mean, because people... Yeah, there. I'm, I'm sure there are people, obviously, who play video games that have attention deficit disorders and things of that nature that they would maybe find the game more enjoyable and maybe actually see the work that's put into the game uh, by the people who make the games that a lot of people, like you just mentioned, don't ever really see because they don't complete it. I'll tell you, like, in just even thinking about, like, some of the games that we've been critical, or at least I've been critical of, like, for bloat and stuff like that. Um, you know, when I played Days Gone, I when I played the finally got to the horde type mode of that part of the game, which is really far. It's like 45, 50 hours into the game before you're gonna get to that. That was the funnest part of the game. And I'm being willing to bet that 90% of people who played didn't make it that far into the game because they were just like, Yeah, okay, this is fine. I'm getting bored, you know, and they just put it down, they move on to something else. Like, man, imagine if you could just had something where you go over the basics of the story and maybe just really quick missions. And then all of a sudden, Oh yeah, seven hours in now we're into the horde mode part of this. And you know, we we're going to the end game. Who knows? We're in the end game now. (laughs) Huh? (laughs) That's awesome. Well, those are some really good emails this week. And that's, that's why we like to hear from you guys, to be quite honest with you. Sure. Um, because we get to find out things like we're part of your FedEx deliveries. I mean, how cool is that? Right. Uh, or, Screw you, you know, UPS. You, Wait, what? Or, or you think about like, you know, 
I am going to platinum this game. They made it seem like it's due. I don't know. It's just very, very cool to me. I'm different. Chris is cold-hearted. He don't care, you know? <laughs> but uh, we are also on Twitter. Of course, you can find us at Weekly Games Chat. Uh, let's see here. And I know that we had a direct message this week. Uh, I'm going to say that it's from Nat the Gooner. And, of course, you know Nat's our friend across the pond in England. And let's just say he has access to some top secret stuff. Uh, I don't know if I can say anything. But he did send it to us. Basically, there's a game coming out. And they have access. Nat has access to it. And it's going to try to get us. Weekly Games Chat. Um, some of the good stuff. And uh, I, let's just say I appreciate that very, very much. Um, so, yeah. And, of course, if you want to be like Nat and want to DM us, you can. It, 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 I think it's forgotten about, to be honest. I don't know. Or maybe it's not. Fine. Maybe it's not. Chris, yeah, you want to check our DMs yeah, because we I, may have access to something. I think I saw something with this, and I was like, huh. That, that would be amazing. Uh, but that's all I wanted to bring up this week, uh, as far as stuff in our, uh, on our Twitter and there's a lot going on with Twitter and the leader of Twitter and, you know, it is what it is. Who knows how long we'll have a Twitter. We shall see. Uh, but don't forget, that's the game we play every week. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget. We also have a Discord, and for gamers, you all know what that is. Our community is great. I want to say at some point, uh, let's say hi. At some point, someone had actually like maybe left or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyway, they come in and they see how great, you know, the community is. It's not because Chris, John, or Sean are in there a lot. It's just everybody. They're so cool. There's so much to do over at the Discord. Uh, there was something I wanted to read. We do have emails. Uh, and it was crazy. I'll, I'll bring this up. For example, um, we just kind of sometimes say hello. And, hey. And one of my hellos, the Buffalo 68 was like, what's up? I had a backlog of episodes, and I just finished up Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Like, I, we know that happens, so it's very cool to hear that that still happens. Uh, and Chris... Punkhead apparently saw that you had been playing The Witcher. Um, so he he might have had an idea of where we were going. Yeah, for the next three months. <laughs> I can't wait till we do our top. Uh, <laughs> oh, and, and we welcome our, Dy Dynamite back. Uh, his other his other Discord account got yeeted. Apparently, oh that sucks. Yeah, we just welcome. I just welcomed him back, and I was wondering like. Where have you been? But, you know, I'm squirreling like a mug right now. In our Discord, we have a section called emails. That's one of the, you know, the areas. And and what I'm going to read now is an email from Yuri. If you remember, I believe Yuri is possibly in Europe or from Europe. But here we go. Uh, I just kind of gave you that context because there's a lot of stuff sometimes where I go, that's cool. And it's Yuri brings that kind of stuff up. So I'm trying to remember, let you remember who Yuri is. But. Yuri says, hey, DJ, hey, good, Chris, WGC, and Jeff's brother, Spooky Pooky. That's pretty <laughs> funny. Uh, this is a response to the episode A Plague Tale Requiem from oh. way back on the 26th of October. That's when we did that. 
that's a long talk time about ago. a small world i have two stories for you that span the globe i'm from slovenia there you go and i've been living in uruguay for the past 10 years nice one my first i'm sorry my coworker at my first job in uruguay was born in a small town and as a teenager moved with his family to the usa there he met a girl and got married she is about his age and lived only a few blocks away from him as a child but they never met. Hmm. Then they moved back to Uruguay and now live in the same town they grew up in. That's pretty cool. Wow. Number, number two, soon after I moved to Uruguay, I met a Slovene woman in the Facebook group Uruguay Expats. Hmm. Her husband worked for the uh, European government and got a four-year job contract in Uruguay. So they recently moved to the country. We started having play dates since our kids are about the same age. And one time her best friend from Slovenia came for a visit. I had a chat with her and then we connected via Facebook. T. John Facebook is there. I noticed she shares her last name with one of my schoolmates from high school. And it turns out she is his cousin. What Hmm. are the chances? You're not wrong, Yuri. I'll be honest. I've noticed this phenomenon on Facebook a lot. If I look at the list of my friends and who we have in common, it still amazes me how people I knew from elementary school sharing the same neighborhood have connections to people I knew from high school sharing the same city, city either via social circles, university, work, sports, kids, or family relations. I think Facebook is mostly a waste of time, Fair. but I see a value in discovering how interconnected we all really are. Yeah, I think that's train of thought a lot, Chris. Yeah, uh, I believe that's what crazy. that's that's a follow up to John's story about the uh, person he ran into, right? Yeah, that ended up like was like he recognized or whatever, and then you're like, oh yeah, how's Jeff? <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's the most John answer <laughs> or John type thing to have happened to him. Oh my, that's never. <laughs> and I listen, I I kind of think when you live your whole life. As being like, in this case, Jeff's brother. Sure. The last thing you want is for Sean and Chris to, to find out that's a thing. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Huck uh, also wrote in uh, today on the Discord emails and says, what's a game that you started in the past that you wish you could go back to? I guess if he means like that we didn't finish, right? Just that yeah. we just started like at any point that we played and never finished. Yeah, sure. At some point, I'd like to go back and get the wherewithal to finish Horizon Forbidden West. <laughs> uh, uh, further back would be Divinity Original Sin 2. Oh, you got that one like in the chamber. Like you knew that yeah. one. Uh, recently, I've thought about Iron Man VR. Mm. I, uh, I really want to finish that game. It's not a long game. Um, Pumpkin but wants I, to finish I, your mom's box. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Pumpkin replied to Huck and said your mom's box. Yeah. Uh, oh. Hmm. To be honest, if I really like the game, I generally finish it. Uh, and that then you're going to be like, well, Sean, there's a lot of games we know you don't finish. True. I, I, I'm not implying that I don't like those games. I'm just telling you that if I really like the game, I'm going to finish it. But you told me you loved Red Dead Redemption 2 and you didn't finish that. I, well, and then it, because, and this ties back into what you said earlier, 
when users generally complain and say they want a big meaty game with a bunch of things to do, mm-hmm. I'm going to be one of the main ones up there going, yeah, that's right. But then when I get the game, I squirrel so much. Sure. And that squirreling leads me to who knows what. So I said, like to I, this day, I, I got I got your answer. To this day, I still haven't beaten Skyrim because yeah. I squirreled so much into all of the guilds and all of the story and all you know, the exploration. You know, sad part is you can beat that main story in like two to three hours, right? Exactly. <laughs> it has been minus from release. But no, I mean, that's the point of those things. Like when people, you know, our buddy, friend of the show, Mike, he likes to give grief to people for not finishing things or whatever. So whenever he doesn't finish anything, I give it to him 10 times more back. Yeah. But like I've tried to reiterate to him a few times. I'm like, I think a lot of people, they don't necessarily play these games for the story to get to the to the finish line. They play them to go out there and have experiences and, and have fun. And then at some point you put it down for something else. And yeah. then once you do that, it's very hard to pick it back up. Unfortunately, you're, you're, yeah, we had an email not too long ago when you, when you go back to these games, you have full intention to kind of go back. You like forget the controller buttons that you're, you know, how you're supposed to play the game. You feel like you have to relearn it mm-hmm. uh, and things like that. So, it is what it is. There you go. I, I gave you Iron Man VR and, of course, Skyrim. I actually want to finish it. And it's funny because I, I own, I don't know how many versions of Skyrim. <laughs> 9,000 versions of yes. Skyrim. Nine. Exactly. Heg himself. Uh, what up, Heg? How are you doing? Says, game on, fellas. Wish you all a happy and healthy holiday season. Same to you, Heg. And, of course, uh, we want to reiterate that to all of our fans, listeners, Richards, everybody. Uh, and then he, in classic Hag style, says, P.S. Christmas ham is greater than Thanksgiving turkey. No. And I am not wrong. You are. <laughs> Look, there are a few things in this world that Odyssey is better than. Odyssey is better than Christmas ham. Because oh ham God. sucks. It's the most turkey overrated. Sucks. No, turkey is delicious. You know what you have on Christmas? You have a standing rib roast or a prime rib. Those are the acceptable options. Dude, I, I could handle some like true like beef type deals on Christmas. What mm. I'm not a, I'm gonna be honest with you right now. I'm not a big fan in turkey mm. or before turkey or ham at any of those. As a matter of fact, one of our traditions on Christmas Eve is we said, you know what? F all this other traditional stuff. We're gonna stop making spaghetti from like November. We're not gonna have it again until Christmas Eve, and we're going to have it not only normal, we're going to add meatballs to it, and we're going to have good times. And Chris, you've been a part of Spaghetti Meatballs. Yeah. Can I come this year? <laughs> Maybe. I might have to make that be a thing. For sure. Uh, this really was, I've been missing some Spaghetti and Meatballs this year, buddy. <laughs> so, you know, if you can get that. Uh, and also, Chris, uh, do you are you cool with ham on pineapples? No. That's even more disgusting. I got to be honest. Uh, when she was alive, and God rest her soul, Bobby Joe's mom used to make a ham with a pineapple and Dr. Pepper. It was so... that I I loved that ham. I will say one of the few hams that I've had that I think is good is one where it was basically... Uh, it was the... What's the word I'm looking here? I guess brined or whatever within yeah. Dr. Pepper. Um, so... You know, I or Coca Cola, one or the other. So I've had things like that, and those are fine. But I don't know, ham's just like, like just with pork, they're better. I would rather have a pork tenderloin if we're gonna go that route, right? Like, you know, <laughs> it's so much better than 
ham. Yeah. I, and if you don't like turkey, you just don't know how to cook turkey. That's all I could say. I, that's not true. Turkey's, it's just weird, man. Because we, if we had turkey prepared like we do on Thanksgiving more often, yes. that would mean that turkey's good. They, we have sliced turkey all year at sandwich shops, you know, your deli counter. But that's we don't have it way. like that, but once a year. Yeah. The Honey Baked Ham Company exists and makes ham like ham all year. Yeah, but they pretty much get by on this one <laughs> stupid holiday. X says he thinks you're going to be no. ham with bologna. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I used to be a bigger defender of ham, and over time, I just, I fell in love with it. Because, like I said, you know, I, and I can only speak for my own family. One, my mom is really good at making turkey. She's perfected it, right? A baked turkey. Um, and then two, uh, I mean, once you start having things like standing rib roast and, and, and you know, prime rib, whatever. Steak, bougie. even. You're yeah. bougie. Stand, standing rib roast is not bougie. That is a traditional Sunday no, I mean, like, roast. You're bougie, though. It's real funny. I got to say this because it's going to lead into something else. Huck said, uh, I said ham, not spam. That's funny. (laughs) I say that I saw it was either Twitter or on the TikTok. Somebody hollowed, somebody poured out spam, you know, put it on the plate, hollowed it out, trimmed it down and said, I quote, I needed a new shot glass. (laughs) The only, uh, For the record, the only time I would ever eat ham is if I was with John Ham. So there you go. What about ham from Toy Story? Well, that'd be cruel. <laughs> be like, you taste delicious. Well, where are you at, Chris? I need to yeah. see you. I was at the time where I hit the thing. I need to see you. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been... Episode 385 of Weekly Game Chat. It's the last one before our Christmas break. So we want to definitely say Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you guys. Uh, For sure, wherever you downloaded the show or wherever you download the show, please let your friends know about it by leaving us a review. We appreciate that so much. Uh, If you want to catch us next time on Twitch.tv, of course, we're there at Weekly Games Chat. For any emails you want to send us, weeklygameschat at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are at Weekly Games Chat. And of course, our lovely Discord is there for you to discover and enjoy. Uh, normally, once again, we'd say game on to Chris and John. John's not here, so F that guy. Game on, Chris. Uh, before I say that, though, uh, just for the record, we are off next Tuesday and the following Tuesday. So uh, we will be back on January 10th. Game on. Game on. Uh, Peace out, everybody. Your mom's box. Dog life.